What's interesting about your relationship, and I would assume a lot of friends to lovers relationships, is it doesn't start with acknowledging there's sexual attraction. Right. It started at, yeah. I love you. Yeah. yeah. I went from just to I love you because I didn't realize I liked her. Friends to lovers. Can genuine friends, and I mean genuine friends, truly transition into long-term romantic and sexual partners? I fell in love with my friend, and it turned out to be the love of my life. When I say the most unexpected love story ever. Oh, shoot. I cannot believe I'm with that person. Like, that to me is crazy. Like, I've heard those stories, and I'm just like, why are you sharing this information with us? He, on paper, was not really my type. We were just really cool friends, and it turned out to be, at least for right now, my person. I fell in love with my friend, and it turned out to be, like, he was he was still in love with his ex. I actually have fallen in love with a friend. He expressed falling in love with me first. It turned out to be disastrous. We have been friends since third grade, and we've been together for about 10 years. I fell in love with my friend. It happened twice, and it turned out to be terrible on both terms. My friend and I fell in love with each other. This is the first time, and it is the healthiest and most fulfilling, the best relationship I've ever been in. In the beginning, it was amazing, and then when it goes bad, you lose your best friend. That probably hurt me the most. It's definitely not as clear cut as fall in love with your best friend and everything else will fall into place. So then what's the real takeaway? That is what we're talking about on this episode of Lovers and Friends. Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, Lovers and Friends. Uh, I'm going to hold you down, down to the end. I said, What's going on, lovers and friends? My name is Shan Boudram. I am the host of this podcast and a fellow enthusiast of sex, love, and relationships. I assume you're an enthusiast or else why would you be here? And this topic is something that I am very enthusiastic about discussing with you because I have mixed opinions on it. We're going to be talking about that classic Usher song, which is also the name of the podcast, except the reverse of it. Tell me again, my baby. Yeah, that version doesn't um, doesn't hit as much. So in this episode, you're going to hear from Natalie and Easy. I've dated straight women before, you know what I'm saying? But she was actually the first girl I dated. And it was like, yo, like, it could be like, do I want this? Because she was not, like, into women. So I wasn't getting pleased, you know, for a while. You know what I'm saying? I understood that, but it was just like, dang, like, all right. Like, when you yeah, going to be gay? Like, at first, I feel like it was enough for her. It was like, all right, this is lit. But it's like, all right, come on. When you going to be gay? Like, you going to be lesbian yet or what? And also, I bring on my ex-best friend who tried to advance our relationship to romantic years and years ago to ask a question that I've been wanting to know for a very long time. But before we go there, let's first ground this conversation with, to me, the real million-dollar question. Is it more ideal to gradually walk into love with someone who's already your best friend or fall in love and then become best friends? I am definitely team fall in love with your best friend. I am team fall in love and then become best friends. That way is more natural. I want everything natural, nothing superficial, nothing forced in my life. I am team fall in love with your best friend because I think it's just really pure and wholesome. I feel as if there is better success to try to find love and then go to friendship. Okay, so my favorite love researcher, who, toot toot, has been a guest in this podcast before, Dr. Helen Fisher says that despite what we've seen in movies, today, more and more people's path to happily ever after is through slow love. And slow love is exactly what it sounds like. Romantic bonds that form gradually without a rush to or sometimes even an idea of an end goal. And this is actually a huge cultural shift because as Dr. Fisher puts it, in our grandparents' time, marriage was traditionally the beginning of a romantic partnership. But today, marriage is like the finale. 2022 singles want to know more about their partner before making any kind of investment in them. This has led to a pre-commitment stage where people slowly transform their uncommitted and informal connections into committed partnerships. And again, 
This has drastically changed our courtship patterns, aka the dating landscape. So there are three popular paths to romance that start out at room temperature and then gradually heat up with time. And those are beginning as strictly platonic friends, agreeing to be friends with sexual benefits. And then there's the rise of pre-first daters, where people make time for one another with the agreement that these meetups do not mean that there is romantic interest or potential, if done correctly. Meaning, with care and understanding for our tendency to fall in love as pair bonders, these strategies can help you keep logic in the mix for longer when choosing long-term partners, which is clutch. And it does this by slowing down the neuropeptides associated with the attachment that are released in unavoidable amounts when we are in fast and furious connections. Now, on a personal note, as someone whose marriage began with a genuine friends with benefits dynamic, this makes sense to me. And so does this serial pre-dating because in both those instances, even though no agreements about romance have been made, there's still a basic acknowledgement that you find each other attractive and thus a somewhat obvious pathway to romance down the line. Which is why I was shocked to learn that of the three, the most popular by far and most effective route to long-term love is actually starting off as platonic friends. According to a 2021 study published in the Social, Psychological, and Personality Science Journal, two-thirds of romantic couples started out in platonic relationships. Yes, 68% reported that their current romantic partnership began as a friendship and the rate of friends to lovers was even higher among those in the LGBTQ plus communities, with 85% reporting that their relationship began as a friendship. And more interestingly, I think, only 30% of any of these respondents said that they were sexually attracted to their partner from the very beginning. And granted, right now you might be like, why is this so interesting and shocking to you? And it is because... In essence, our generation might be rewriting the traditionally understood blueprint for forming romantic bonds. So science generally assumes that most people establish primary attraction, also known as sexual attraction, and then comes secondary attraction, also known as companionate, aka friendship attraction. But these studies and the stories of the Easies and Natalies of the world showcase a different emerging and arguably more favorable order where first comes like then later love, and finally, for some, lust. And I acknowledge that those who identify under the ace umbrella are like, yes, this is me, this has been our story. And the point that I'm making is, maybe this is a lot more people's stories than we presently think. I hope I didn't go too nerdy on this. Long story short, even though in my experience, going from friends to lovers does not work out because that initial attraction sets you on a course that can be very difficult to try and backtrack to, especially at the exact same time. Many other people are successfully finding their way this way. And as another famous love researcher, John Gottman, director of the Love Lab, put it, romantic relationships that start off platonic tend to be long-lasting because in friendships, the foundation is equality. Therefore, this carries over into the romantic relationship. All right, speaking of carrying over, those of you who came here to hear Easy and Natalie are like, when are we going to get to their story? And the answer is now. Natalie and Easy are two comedic content creators turned collaborators, turned best friends, turned lovers who have shared every part of their journey online and done so virally. And as a result, have sparked a lot of conversations about whether platonic friends really can shift to romantic lovers in a way that is both equal and sustainable. So... Let's continue that dialogue with them now. Hi, friends. Hi. What's up? Last time I saw you was VidCon years ago. Yeah. And since then, I've just been stalking you online like everyone else. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've seen you transition into so many different stages of your life. You have a baby and another one. Yes. On the yeah. way. Similarly, I saw you guys transition from like, we're besties. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we're just best friends. What is this? What is this eye? Why is the eye there? Why is the eye? Well, because it's just that like, you know, I know it seems oh, like we're flirty. Oh I know we twerk on each other, but we're just <laughs> best friends. That did happen. That happened. Yes. A lot. And I, I was enjoying twerk it. twerk on my other best friends. Yeah, but I was enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> you actually enjoying it. That's the difference. All right. What's interesting about your relationship, and I would assume a lot of friends to lovers relationships, is it doesn't start with, I like you. Mm -hmm. It starts with, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. When you are best friends with somebody, you can gradually get into that I like you stage. You know what I'm saying? I guess without 
expressing it and I was just like I'm in love yeah I was gonna say did you go from an I like you to I love you stage because yes 100% I confess so it you, online no, I'm like, saying, so you did experience both you liked me and then you loved me yes I 100%. did it I went from just to I love you because mm -hmm. I didn't realize I liked her yeah so let me get the we say this all the time speech out the way okay right. what's the story all right five six you seven go. eight she slid in my dms she wanted me. Oh, I'm, wow, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm like, I don't know this story. Nah, but she reached out to me as a content creator. We started collabing. Then she moved out here to LA. We got super close. We started a YouTube channel together. Then COVID happened. And once COVID happened, we were locked inside. Spending a lot of time a together. A lot of time together. And that's when things happen, you know? That's where the magic happened. Honestly, that's how she <laughs> likes to tell the story for entertainment purposes. But that's how that what I, did. I think that we were okay, so we were just best friends for years. Yeah. I moved out here. Boom. Just friends. Twenty sixteen, you DM'd. Twenty sixteen, I yeah. Look, so you did sign into DMs. So I did for a collaboration, strictly that. She was the one dependable person that I knew, like if I hit you up, you're gonna come film. Yeah. I know we're gonna go have fun somewhere and I don't know. I think I, when would you say we consider each other best friends? Probably like 2019. That well, was in cute. fairness though, this was like your only friend in LA. You just yeah. moved here, and so mm -hmm. that, yeah, you were a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I already I had best friends. You, already, you had a life. Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. yeah. that's true. <laughs> but then we got super close, and then like once that started happening in 2019, it was just like yo, like people are falling in love with our friendship. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we're like let's start a page like let's just start a page together and see how it does just an instagram page it blows up gets so many followers we're like yo okay let's just do youtube let's vlog our lives you know yeah. what i'm saying and then people were start to see our chemistry online and think that we were dating and it was just like wait what like no like and i mean she was legitimately talking to multiple other people. women i was talking to other people but people thought we were dating because yeah. we were always together and we had that like great chemistry on camera but it was like yeah. no and i had never even thought about a woman in that way so i was well, like well come on there have been a few times you look at me you know come oh wait on. first and come foremost on. that was when i started getting like curious but yeah. that wasn't at first i wasn't curious when people thought i was yeah yeah you're right but yeah, yeah. and then over time <laughs> we got closer and then it's just like you know of course i am a lesbian so it's like she's beautiful she's gorgeous i was starting to fall in love with her and i knew like she kind of felt the same way but also i wasn't like for sure you know, like she would give me the eyes, the little googly eyes and stuff like that. So it was just like, all right, like I'm going to say something, you know what I'm saying? But I want to do it strategically. I want to film it. Just, you know, put it. Got to be strategic. Got to be strategic. I want to do it strategically. I'm going to film it. I'm a YouTuber. So look, this is my thought process. I'm, I'm going to film this, you know, so put her under pressure. You feel what me? The heck? Put a little, That's a little a part pressure. Of the strategy. You know I get what I'm saying? It now. Yeah. A, a little pressure, you know? And then I was like, if she says no, this video would never see the light of day. <laughs> so were you fishing at all? No, I, I'm not going to lie. I knew that she loved me, but I'm also going to capitalize off of it. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I love her, but Good also girl. strategically, I was just like, I want to just, I want to, you know. How did you know that she loved you? Because the way she looked at me, the way she interacted with me, it was, it was like, I feel like her, it got confusing for her a lot earlier on because she likes women. For me, I was just like, I've never felt like this about another best friend before. Like, I actually enjoy like cuddling her on the couch or we would literally sleep together at night. But it was like, we thought it was, it was I thought it yeah. was like, maybe we're just different. <laughs> like, I was so naive. Yeah. And then it just got to the point where I feel like she was just like, all right, I definitely like her. And for me, towards the end of 2019, I was like questioning it. When people would say like, Do, are you in love with her? Like my mom would even ask me like, are you in love with her? I would be like, no. But then I would go and think about it. I'm like, am I? Yeah. Yeah, it was getting, and yeah. then it kind of confirmed for me like how I started feeling, but I didn't tell her right away. <laughs> But she, I started feeling jealous when she would start talking to girls. And one time I got actually really emotional. We were supposed to spend um, New Year's together. 
Yeah, she was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to go, like, see this girl or whatever. And I was just like, what? I felt so hurt. And then I ended up going to the bathroom, and I was like, what is this that I'm feeling? I just feel something. And I literally burst into tears in the bathroom, and I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, bitch, hold yourself together. What are you doing right now? Are you really in love with her? Like, wow. What? I just wanted to just, all right showcase my story my our uh, like our love story you know what i'm saying and it was just so beautiful and amazing in your favor yeah <laughs> but even if yeah. it didn't that's still great content yeah, yeah i guess so yeah it was it it did what it was supposed to do though and you guys were not afraid to talk about that either because you've also talked about the lows the highs and lows because oh, yeah. there's a lot to figure out yeah this was your first time being with a woman mm-hmm. this was was it your first time dating a friend uh no it was my it wasn't my first time at all no, but not at all. somebody Dang, like her. This makes me think she was plotting and scheming. The no, whole you okay, know I, I wasn't. I need to ask about that. You know I wasn't. Only Come because, on. you know, there's the argument that, like, men and women can't be friends. But really, when we take out the genders of it, it's people who have a potential to be attracted to each other can never be genuine friends. Because mm. yeah. there's always someone yeah. who's like, what's up? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Were you, what's up, in the no. beginning? No, 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 not at all. I'm not, not like that at all. beautiful person slid into your DMs. Now, if you might be an exception to the rule because you, even to this day, collab with tons of beautiful women. Yeah. So, right. like, that's a normal part of your repertoire to be DM'd by really hot girls. Yeah. But sure. <laughs> at yeah. that time in your life, we're talking 2017, there's mm-hmm. no part of you that's like, oh... Oh, 100% that thought is there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, just like if you walk by and you see a handsome guy, although, you know, you're married, it's just like, okay, he's handsome, but you're not like, you know? So when she DM'd me, I was like, wow, she's beautiful. You know, but I also had a girlfriend at the time. You know, so that wasn't in my mind to flirt with her and get with her. But when she moved out here, I was actually single. But my intentions with content creators or beautiful women, it's never, unless I'm going on a date, and you know what I'm saying? It's never to really come off like that because I am a lesbian and I, I do have a lot of women you know wanting to collab with me i just didn't want to come off like that thirsty friend you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like of course she's gorgeous she's actually my type you know what i'm saying do you intentionally keep really hot friends <laughs> <laughs> i do have a just lot of- in case one of them turns into a relationship a lot of them i have been attractive to but i don't intentionally do it they they just happen to be around you know, because I think it's interesting because uh, myself and Amber are really close friends. She's one of yeah. my best friends, one of her best friends, and our relationship did start off with like sexual attraction. Oh, but then I didn't it know changed that. into I think yeah, I think we start like I remember seeing Amber being like wow, blown away, and I was at a curious stage in my life, mm-hmm. and Amber obviously was not curious. She was just like hey, just there, but she yeah. was coming out of a relationship, mm-hmm. and so we started communicating with each other like kind of similarly like we could work together yeah then there was also like an acknowledgement that there was something yeah and then we were like there's nothing oh Uh, wait did you wait all right let me not ask let me not ask not in a bad way but i mean like i think because that was acknowledged in there from the beginning but it sounds like for you guys yeah that was not acknowledged oh at all no, no. because there was she was super was straight no thought in my head to ever be like attracted to a woman like yeah i know it's so funny because i would always hear that like oh every girl has a little gay in them and i feel like she'd be like just no. i don't you know like i would i really loved men to the point where i'm just like there, I just can't even see what the draw would be. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I could be like, oh, she's so pretty, or whatever the case may be, but I never felt any type of sexual attraction to a woman. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, like, over time, I feel like because I was getting so, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say falling in love with her because I didn't know that's what it was. I was just getting closer and closer to her and actually loving her. And I was just like, oh, I can see why people are attracted to her. Like, I never even looked at her. <laughs> Oh, she is kind of cute. That squint, you know? She's kind of cute. No, because I do remember thinking, I kind of squint. It sounds messed up, but not in that way. Like, I mean, in a way where it's like, when people would be like, oh, like, you know, trying to talk to her and stuff, I would just be like, oh, they're so silly. Like, just like that's just easy. Yeah. It's just easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they'd be like, oh, or like other girls would be like, yeah, Easy just has this like, this presence about her. It just feels so masculine. It's confusing. And I'd be like, okay, that's my best friend, you know? But then eventually I was just like, I think she posted something on Instagram. That was the first time. And I was like, 
she looks kind of cute in this picture. And I was like, okay, I think I can see it. So, but the feelings, I think, came way before the attraction did for me. Sometimes she would cuddle me a little bit. You, we always cuddle sometimes. No, that was before. We started cuddling because of that. And it got weird. It got weird. But we were still in denial. <laughs> Okay, I slipped up a few times. <laughs> and I thought it was because she was drunk. And I was like, oh, she's drunk. She's drunk. I was making every excuse yeah. in my mind because I think it was so hard for me to wrap my head around being with a girl. Mm -hmm. Was this heartbreaking for you in some ways, Easy? Like, you're opening the door to potentially... Because one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my life, which sounds dramatic, but unrequited love fucking hurts mm. it's a really shitty thing to experience so yeah. when you put yourself in a position and you're deepening an intimate bond with someone that you're falling in love with but you're not even sure if it's possible for it to be reciprocated like what's going through your head during this time honestly like it was that 50 50 i think because it was just a different time i was having fun with my best friend if it worked it worked if it didn't it didn't you know what i'm saying and if she ever came forth to like like me or say that or she has feelings for me too, it would just be so amazing. But if she didn't, I don't think I was pushing it so much towards like, dang, my heart's about to be broken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, even when she confessed her love to me, I didn't think, like I didn't feel pressured like, oh, if I don't go for it, it's going to ruin our friendship. Yeah. I never felt like that because she was always just very respectful and, and I never felt that pressure. It just mm -hmm. kind of naturally started happening where curiosity started like setting in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the reason why this topic is close to my heart is because I grew up in sports and so I've had a lot of friendships. Um, in particular, when I turned like 21, mm -hmm. I became best friends with two dudes. And nice. we slept over each other's houses, we played basketball, we hung out together, we had like the most incredible time. I loved that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And like Clockworth, both of them admitted that they had feelings for me. Dang. And it was heartbreaking. And that's why I lost faith in the fact that it could ever really happen. Having guy friends or? Well, yeah, in, in, a, say, in a circumstance where somebody could potentially be attracted to the other. Mm -hmm. Somebody is motivated to continue the relationship, not for the same reasons. Yeah. yeah. So with your experience, it's yours a success story, obviously, but in your experience, is it possible for people who could be attracted to each other to just be friends? <sighs> Eventually, I mean, it happened. You see how it happened eventually at the end of the day. So I Eventually feel like what? we fell in love with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt like it was hard to be friends at a point for me. I had to confess my love. And thankfully, it was successful. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, so I had a bunch of guy friends mm -hmm. in school. And we never spent the night at each other's houses and stuff like that. But I really thought we were just platonic friends. And, you know, eventually they would be like, no, you know what? Can I take you out sometime, like, on a date? And I'd be like, dang, no. <laughs> no. no. So yeah, I don't know. I, I wanna say, because when it was just us and we were just friends, I was like, see, this can happen. Yeah. But then look, yeah. Look, yeah. but thankfully it was, it was a success, like thankfully. And one thing I will say though, is we have discussed this and this is one thing that would worry me is if we didn't like work out, we decided to like break up. Yeah. I don't think we, we, we would be able to be friends again. Like, No, I don't think so either. I could not see sucks. you with another guy. Uh, not another guy, a guy. <laughs> another man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it would. No. Dang. So you nice. don't, do you identify as lesbian now or do you identify as easy sexual? Mm, no, I would say I'm pretty much easy, between easy sexual and bisexual. Like I've found other women attractive now where I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, she's, she's cute, but I don't really, I'm not like sexually drawn like ooh, mm -hmm. I wanna like you know so I would say mainly like easy sexual with a little bisexual mm -hmm. but if me and easy didn't work out I probably would just go back to dating men but with an open mind to women and then you guys would either detransition to not being friends or be never as close as you were before yeah probably I think we would be able to oh you look sad I don't ever want to think about that oh it's okay It'll never happen. It will never happen. <laughs> Ever. Well, then question, because you have this common belief that it's probably not that possible for people who are 
attractive, who could be attracted to each other, to be just friends. How does that impact you guys now that you're in a relationship? Like, do you keep hot girlfriends? Do you keep mm. hot friends still? Damn, that's contradicting for me to say because yeah. I still got some fine ass friends. So I think she's very secure with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, she's cool with all my friends and even the ones that she's not that that are attractive. I think she knows that I'll never do anything. You know, at least from my perspective. Uh, yeah, I think we just kind of. It's inter- it's I, a little different for us being that we start off as best friends. So it's like. I think we already had so much transparency between us that mm-hmm. that kind of just transitioned into the relationship. Yeah. So it's not to say that, like, I wouldn't feel that way if I was with somebody else who I just went in dating immediately. Maybe I would feel like, mm, I don't trust this situation. But with yeah. her, I feel like we just have a really good understanding. There's, of course, certain boundaries that neither of us would cross with our attractive. But I have crossed them and not known. Oh, yeah, and I've had to be yeah. like, all right, look, we're not best friends anymore. You can't do that. Yeah. Can we talk about sex for the first time? Like, does it happen? Because you know that there's different, like, ways of having sex with someone for the first time. Right. There's the controlled way where okay. you're like, I'm not going to give it all up the first night. I'm going right. to be this or that. Or there's the, like, one-night stand. Like, it's mm-hmm. we can't even control each other. Mm-hmm. Or there's, like, wedding night sex where it's like we're going to wait for a specific date and time is going to be special. We're going to try to make it into something. Oh, right. Okay. So what would you say your experience together was like for that? I think it took some time. It yeah. took time because it, it Well, was not like, that much time. It was so nerve-wracking, and I yeah. felt like... The reason why we didn't just like jump into like yeah. having sex was because I was so nervous too. Yeah. I was just like, I don't even know. Like, what if like I kiss her and I'm just like, oh hell no, nah, this yeah. is not for me, you know? So I think we just kind of like slowly transitioned to where it actually progressed to like yeah. sex, but it was just like, okay, we might cuddle a little bit. So did more. you kind of like go back to basic? intimacy bonding like rather than skipping all that and being mm-hmm. like well we yeah, already cuddled each other. yeah now we're having our first cuddle as a romantic yeah, yeah. because it was a lot different and yeah. then even like her grabbing my butt and stuff like things like that where it was like how when you start dating when you're dating somebody those things when they do that it's not like shocking to you but us yeah. already having such a bond that we had already built and one that we're used to and now we're doing things a little differently like the way she would look at me would be different and i'd be like what so it wasn't that? like years of pent up sexual frustration that just like led to this boom. Instead, is it when it happened, it was, yes, it was that too though, because I was still curious, but I was nervous. So yeah. it might not make sense to somebody like if you're talking with, about like a relationship and with another gender that you're actually used to. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's it's gonna be naturally that. But if you're not used to something with a woman, it's like gonna be a little. I had to give it a time. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it happened quick, but then it didn't now that I think about it. Cause it's just like every, it was so long ago, you know, but it was just like, I had to still respect her, you know, because she wasn't used to women and I didn't want to come off like, like, all right, let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? So but I had to I give her that. Curious, yeah. yeah. She was very curious. Cause she's the one that actually initiated it. Like, all right, like she's setting this up, you know what I'm when saying? I was ready, I but was I didn't like, know she was setting it up, but she was setting it up. You know, she had a little alcohol and stuff. And with that, I thought we were having a movie night. Do you think that that's actually the healthier way of doing it? Cause I would assume that a lot of friends to romantic partners transitions, a lot is placed on this sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, man, if we don't have that, maybe we're just better off as friends. Right. Cause that's kind of like the main, one of the main differences between a friend and people who are romantic partners. And we got to see, I would have, yeah, to answer your question, I do think that was probably the best way because I feel like we got to kiss previously to that happening, to us actually having sex. So it was like, all right, well, at least we knew. And I was nervous about that because I'm big on kissing and so But it wasn't planned, though. The kiss was, it just happened. And it was just like, I was so happy to see her and she was so happy to see me. It was just like. And the kiss. good thing is the kiss would happen when you both had knowledge that, like, we like each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't, like, that awkward, like, <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah. Yeah, it 100%. happened. 100%. But I, there was still so much weight on that because I cannot be with somebody who can't kiss. And yeah. I don't think if the sex chemistry wasn't there, I don't think she'd be with me. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, oh is God, it okay? No. I mean, I think that's with anybody, though. I'm not about to, even if I'm in love with you, like, if, if sex is trash, <laughs> like, it's trash. Like, damn, that sucks. For you, it was a learning curve, too. Mm-hmm. So in theory, you probably were some version of trash because you were just getting started. Honestly. <laughs> Maybe blue band. 
Yeah. Blue you know bin, yeah. not black bin. Yeah. <laughs> not, not black bin. You so, are a sheep. Go ahead. Talk. I feel like talk. the thing is, is that luckily for me, she, I think, was just intrigued so much about having sex with me that I didn't really have to, like, I didn't have to perform too much. Yeah. But she was, <laughs> but it wasn't like she was just a fucking starfish just laying there. Like, All right, I'm ready. Was, <laughs> no. You knew what to do. No, I knew what to, okay, so. She didn't do anything to me. She just, you know what I'm saying? I, it was almost like when I would have sex what with a guy. a guy. But it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like when it came into lesbian sex, that was like the learning curve. But I feel like for her, like sexually, I don't know how much you want me to say <laughs> To me, it wasn't lesbian sex. Like, I just felt like you didn't... With, I guess, with a guy, you perform, perform, I guess, oral. That's the only thing different that... I mean, the two orals, like, how it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That was the only thing that you didn't give me. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, I guess, penetration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like it was, like, my best sex partner that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For Explain sure. that part. What does that mean? My best sex partner? That day. Yeah, I that was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> you said it so that smooth, and you're like, yeah, that yeah. Day. <laughs> That was the day I knew she was my best sex partner. Okay, now yeah. that makes sense. She was your best sex partner the first time you guys had sex? Yes. Really? Guess I wasn't the blue or the black bitch. <laughs> she wasn't. Really? How? How? It was just, okay. It was the chemistry. Like, there was, so, was so much, much chemistry. chemistry. And I feel like, too. Our I souls intertwined. Just, like, it was just like. Come on, soulmate. It was just like, I felt like colors just like, oh, my God. Like, if I could draw it, I would. You know, that's why. It wasn't just the art, the performance. It was everything all in all. The feelings, the built upness. Like, it was just everything yeah Yeah, i just feel like for me it was the same thing like which is shocking because you would think that there would be that awkwardness it didn't feel like that when we actually did have sex it was it was definitely the best sex i've had too well mechanically you might have had to learn like i'm sure now you're much better Mm -hmm. in terms of technique and mechanics but Mm -hmm. that compatibility and that lust that you guys had that seemed like that was consistent oh yeah you didn't have to work into that oh Yeah. yeah well i mean i feel like for me it was actually pretty tough once we started to be in the relationship. I've dated straight women before, you know what I'm saying? But she was actually the first girl I dated. And it was like, yo, like, it could be like, do I want this? Because she was not, like, into women. So I wasn't getting pleased, you know, for a while. You know what I'm saying? I understood that, but it was just like, dang, like, all right. Like, when you yeah, going to be gay? Like, like, at first, I felt like it was <laughs> enough for her. It was like, all right, this is lit. But it's like, all right, come on. When you going to be gay? Like, you going to be lesbian yet or what? So it was like, all right, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I'm saying? I had these conversations with her where it was like, yo, like, at the end of the day, I got to I gotta get pleased too, you know? And it just feels like, is this going to be a forever thing? Like, are you just going to allow me to be doing the pleasing and you not please me as well? She said she was just scared. You know, what if I don't like it? Like, And then she was scared. Yeah, like, I was already in love with her. Yeah. So, like, what if oh, I don't like it? Just like I said, if the sex is trash, the sex is trash. So she said, what if I don't like it? I'm scared. You know, and I'm just like, well, you got to take that. It's better now than later because then what if we're super deep in and, like, I get hurt, you know? You know. I felt like she took that in consideration and started to try to do little things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, like, let me do little yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't feel like there was lots of unnecessary detail. <laughs> you know, let me. But yeah, we're here now and I'm happy. Would you say, because you know, the, the common piece of advice is to fall in love with your best friend. Why is it the best advice possible and also the worst advice possible? Best advice because you literally know everything about them. You know their intentions. You know, like, dang, like, this my ride or die. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can really see a future with you. The worst thing about it is just, like, dang, you could possibly lose out on somebody you really, really love that was that as a best friend. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dang, like, if we possibly don't work out, there's just no way I could be friends with her or see her with somebody else because it will break my heart, you know? Would. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you have anything to mind? add? I'm like, wow, I don't know if I do. I think that was exactly what I was thinking. Let me try to come up with another one. Man, 
There's not really any hiding anything from that person. Just be ready for that person to know everything about you, literally. Shout out to Natalie and Easy, whom, as I mentioned, that was my second time meeting them in person. And it feels like I've known them for a very long time. I think everybody who follows them online feels the exact same way. So let me just say that off the top. They're warm and they're loving and they're just as dynamic and fascinating in person as they are online. And if you don't know that because you have not been following them online, this is a great opportunity to change that fact. So you can follow them on YouTube. We actually did a YouTube video on their channel, which you might, if you follow me, recall this clip from. How is it that you're upset about what I feel, you know, instead of just not justifying, but understanding and catering to that feeling, you know? Natalie, I think a good thing to be mindful of is when that happens for you to be like, okay, Right now, I'm defensive when my person needs me to be receptive. And if you like content like that, you are going to love their joint YouTube channel. And if you like comedy and you like joy and you just like to see some bomb ass dancers, they're really great dancers. I suggest that you follow them both individually on Instagram. Do all the following. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And once again, thank you so much to Natalie and Easy. Moving on. Do you ever have those stories that you tell over and over again to new people, but you never talk about it with the person it actually involves who's still in your life? That's what this is really about. So one of my favorite fun facts about myself, and there's a lot of fun facts about me that I love, but one of my favorite ones is I randomly am very close with some extremely successful people whom I just happened to have known for the better part of my life. And Paul Jeffries, AKA 1985, is one of them. And here are some places that you might know him from. You used to call me on my. He is a Grammy winning, record breaking producer. And before all of that, Paul and I, and another person named Danny, we're best friends, like genuine three musketeer best friends. And it was one of the most beautiful, important relationships in my life. And it ended because romantic feelings or assumptions got into the mix and ruined something that I probably will mourn for the rest of my life. Thankfully, I'm still friends with Paul, but as we both talked about, never to the extent that we were. And so I asked if we could talk about it. And that's what you're about to hear. I don't think I've ever even asked, like, what was your perception of that time? Like, what was your experience back then? Um, it's a good question. I don't know if I ever even, I don't know if I really reflected on it. So it didn't matter to you. Great. Nice to know. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying I didn't really reflect on it because that was the time where we were transitioning from being like knowing you're a kid to knowing you're expected to act like an adult. Where there's no real, <laughs> there's no guidelines. You're just kind of going through with it. And the people you would normally speak to are your friends. And both of my friends <laughs> were also in this weird little triangle of whatever it was we had. So I know to give the listeners context, it was me, you, and then our other best friend at the time, Danny, and we were like inseparable. <laughs> like every day, wake up, call one of the other two, see what the plan was at everybody's houses. Our families were like very aware. We could, like, we could probably have walked into either of our houses without the person who lived there and just say what's up and hang out with our families. Like that's how close we were. And um, it, it was great while it lasted, you know, and I'm really, I think, thankful now that we're grown that at least while well, the two of us are still good friends, you know, I, I don't think there's many people that could say they've had friends for what, like 20 years. Uh, this is making me misty eyed. One, I'm very pregnant, so everything makes me misty-eyed, but it's uh, it's giving me the misties because I think 
it can feel like, was it only meaningful to me as a friend? And to them, it was just like, oh, there was just a girl who I was just kind of hanging with and seeing and then, or seeing if something could go somewhere and it didn't. So that was that. So it was just, it makes me really happy to hear you kind of describe it the exact way I remember it. Yeah, I think it was exactly that. And then it kind of ended quickly because as I was saying, like so many things happened within the next maybe two years after that. You know, so the whole dynamic completely changed forever, technically, because it never really got back to that place. Because in essence, to me, we had this like perfect friendship of just like everybody being on the same page, everybody being at the exact same place in life at the same time, too. But in essence, what I remember happening is Danny um tried to transition the relationship between he and I and then that didn't work and then it got awkward and so he stopped communicating with me and then I think you and I maintained a friendship but at that time too then you ended up moving to Mississauga and then it just kind of became this disjointed thing and then at that time I think you started up the group with Daniel and the two other people whose names I can never remember and that's how I remember it ending. At the time, I always felt like he was maybe mad that the two of us stayed so close. Mm. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, you know, like that's between you and her, whatever. When technically it was between like all of us, because now the three of us had a different dynamic. I remember vividly how hard it was because I think, I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but like you also like approached me like, hey, do we have something more? And I'm like, Paul, literally, mm -hmm. I think I've pooped with the door open around you. We're just best friends. And you're like, cool. <laughs> and it never changed anything between us. No, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like that since then, it was just like, no, we'd always been on the exact same page. And you know that like, I would give a kidney for you. I would do anything for you. Like you're like, you are my family. Like, I love you deeply. Um, and I will always feel that way towards you. And with Danny, though, it wasn't like that. And I remember this thing that it happened where it was getting weird because it wasn't just like, do you want to try something? It was like, we either do this or we have nothing. And then I had to pick in many ways between like the friendship and the pursuing of a romantic connection, which I just didn't really feel that exact same way. But I loved you guys, so it's, it gets confusing too, because I'm like, I'm in love with these two men. Um, like I love them, but I don't think it's romantic love, but also I don't know who I would be or how I would be if they weren't in my life anymore. So it was like, it was a, it was a weird time of like figuring that out. And Danny called me once and I, my phone was in the front foyer. So he called me when he was at the door, but I didn't know that. And I picked up the phone. I saw it was him and then I put it down and then I walked away. So he saw me do that. And then, you know, Danny, he's like going to say the awkward thing. He's not going to just be normal and like leave. <laughs> he's going to ring the doorbell and be like, bitch, I just saw what you did and I fucking hate you. So that to me was when he just decided concretely, like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't even want to know you. I went through like a deep grieving process afterwards. You know what I mean? Like... I grieve the loss of like the three of our friendships. That's sadly hilarious. Yeah, it is sadly hilarious. And as much as I loved this whole relationship and I loved what we had, I feel like it made me believe that uh, if you're straight, guys and girls can't be friends. I agree 100% and disagree 100%. I know that doesn't make any sense, but I think as you mentioned, we literally showed both examples because there's him who absolutely it wasn't like there was no option it's like either we're gonna work in this way or we can't be friends or whatever level and then there was me who at the end of the day a majority of the reason why i felt an attraction was because we were such good friends but in feeling like i might lose my friend i also just kind of looked at looked at it very logically like well i don't think friends like this come along as often as romantic relationships do you know and now i'm extremely happy that i was cool with us not pursuing something 
but even my approach to romance or finding like a real partner i always look for the friendship aspect of it first maybe it's even because of that because i feel like a lot of people aren't really friends with their person the way that our because our friendship never ended but the way that our best friendship ended to me, the lesson that I learned from that was, oh, you can't be friends with people that you could potentially date. Like, it's just not going to happen and someone's going to end up getting hurt. It sounds like your experience or your lesson coming out of that was, oh, in the future, this is how I would want my long-term romantic partnership um, to some start. Level or, or even just to have things that resemble that. Like, I can still remember going to L.A. how many years ago and you being excited to introduce me to Jared. You know, we were, like, close enough that you're like, I want you to, I want you to see this new person. And I met him, and I'm like, this guy's incredible. Like, I can look at you guys and be like, those are great friends. If they take this further, I see why that happens. Where we've both seen each other's other romantic partners, and we could probably look back and be like, mm, I don't think that's going far yeah. <laughs> you know we might not say it to each other <laughs> but you can look at that but even though you're saying friends don't necessarily make great partners you chose an, an amazing friend yes you know what i mean like you chose somebody who is an incredible comrade like an incredible person that you can have a romantic thing with you know, and I think that's something that I've always looked for, even though, you know, I, I don't think it's always turned out to be that. That's always been what I've wanted. I was going to ask, because based on the way that your life is now, like in the short time that we've been communicating to try to get to this interview, you've literally been all around the world. Um, you're always <laughs> moving. You're constantly working the level of pressure and expectation on you based on the level of success you've achieved, I definitely can't even relate to. So in that fast paced environment that I also assume is pretty male dominated, where are your opportunities to build genuine friendships with women? Friendships aren't as hard. I would say meaningful relationships are hard. Well, with that being said, idealistically, starting as friends first without any real thought that it could turn romantic. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, wow, we should try this romantically or starting romantically first. And then along the way being like, Oh, this is actually somebody who I would be friends with too. Even if we weren't romantic. I don't know. I I'll say this in starting with friends first, I think it should at least be friends that you at least found attractive. Like, I always find it weird when you'll hear of couples and they'll be like, oh, I wasn't even attracted to them. And then we just became, it's like, so you're not really attracted to them. Like, I feel like that leaves, like, room for, you know, what about the person that you are actually attracted to? So it does get into, like, a much stickier situation if you're saying, if you were attracted to them, were you ever just friends? Because there are also people that are using the friend zone as like the sneak attack. Yes. And I feel like that more opens the door for if it doesn't work, they're like, well, then forget you then. So with that being said, in 20 years, you're sitting at a dinner table with a bunch of strangers and you have your life partner sitting beside you. And then someone says, how did you guys fall in love? Uh, my ideal answer of that would be we're at similar places mentally. You can be at different places in life, you can be at different places in your career, but if you're in a similar space mentally, so much can work, so much can happen. Inspiration and ambition are, are huge on my list. Um, a healthy sexual appetite. <laughs> and that doesn't mean you had, you've had to have had a lot of sex. It just means that's an interest of yours, you know, good sex. I'm thinking about the question, the original question I asked you about, like somebody asked you at the table, like, oh, how'd you guys fall in love? You're like, well, she loved to fuck. And <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> mentally yeah. we're in the same place in life and she's peaceful. <laughs> so, I think that's amazing. All right. I love you, Paul. <laughs> I'll at me. Love you too. Bye. Thank right, you. Bye. Shout out to Paul. If you want to find him, you can find me on most social media at 1985 and that's the word 19 the number 85 i'm also one half of a group some of you may know called division so you can find us putting a new song out on july 22nd it's funny though because the song i'll send you the song you can't leak it but the song goes very well with this conversation you can't leak it though i'll look crazy <laughs> I also feel compelled to say here as his friend that he is single and very awesome and very responsive on the DMs. Do with that information what you will if you care to. And speaking of care, thank you for giving your time and being here and dedicating a good chunk of your day to Lovers and Friends, the podcast. And while I still have you here, it's time for the peer pressure segment of Lovers and Friends, where I basically grab you by your collar, shake you up, and I say, why haven't you rated and reviewed the podcast yet? And if you already have, I let you go, and I say, thank you, have a great day. And then I hope that you don't sue me. Um, and here are some people who would be in that boat because they did rate and review. There's KB047 who said, the peer pressure worked, Shan. That's why I keep bringing it back, okay? Not sure what I was doing before I discovered this pod. So real, honest, informative. 10 out of 10 recommend. Thank you so much. Zadadria Clark says, hey, Shan, I've been binging on your podcast for the past week after seeing your clip with Jasmine Brown. To put it to simple words, this is a must-listen podcast. Thank you to everyone. Shout out to everybody who has come from that episode. I want to read one more. Maya Joey says, the most interesting guest, and I literally learned so much about sex and honestly more. And honestly, thank you, Maya and the other people that I mentioned for taking a little bit of time to say People are here and they care and they're invested and there's a community that is thriving around this topic. Lovers and friends, lovers and friends. I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, lovers and friends. Uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end. I said, lovers and friends.